Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. From Los Angeles, California, it's Music Friday Live, brought to you by Solar City, your source for clean, sustainable energy. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan, and on the agenda today are two powerful women in rock, Felicia Vox and Eleanor Goldfield. So stay tuned. This is going to be quite an exciting show today. Well, I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan, and on Music Friday Live, and this is your show. These bands are here to talk with you, so call us, 347-215-7511. That's 347-215-7511, or you can email your questions and your comments to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Well, NAM is in town, and the Grammys are coming up. Uh, NAM, for those of you who don't know, is the National Association of Music Merchants, and it is a very big deal. They take over the Anaheim uh, Convention Center and a whole bunch of hotels out in Anaheim, and it's uh, rock and roll and music for 92,000 people uh, for the week leading up to the Grammys. And speaking of the Grammys... Well, who will it be, the Black Keys or Taylor Swift or Ariana Grande or Charlie XCX? Well, I'll leave that up to you. Uh, my pick, of course, is uh, All About That Bass by Megan Trainer, but that's just my opinion. Um, however, one thing I notice about the, uh, the Grammys this year is that there are lots of message songs up there. Arcade Fire and its song uh, We Exist and Sam Smith's song Stay With Me about gay rights and gay love. They're right there. Um, Hunter Hayes' song uh, Invisible, which is about bullying and how Hunter Hayes got got bullied as a as a, a child. Glenn Campbell, of course, has his very, very sad song I'm Not Gonna Miss You about his struggle with Alzheimer's. My favorite of all of this is, believe it or not, Taylor Swift. Her video shake it off i think is brilliant it, it of course it's about haters and what to do about haters but uh, i love the way that she portrays not only what to do but she also deprecates herself in the in the video i think that that trait that uh, she is absolutely brilliant and i really love that uh, the video but um, i'll be watching sunday night and i suppose a lot of you are going to be watching sunday night to see uh, if your favorite uh, band or your favorite artist uh, gets one of those coveted statues. And, of course, it's going to be a lot of fun. There's always, you know, the 
the red carpet and who's wearing what and all of that stuff. But uh, there'll undoubtedly be some hijinks on stage, and there'll be lots of good videos that you won't see uh, anywhere else. So that's Sunday. That's the Grammys, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, We have to take a break right now, and um, when we come back, we're going to have a woman who also rocks with a message, Eleanor Goldfield of Rooftop Revolutionaries. Don't go away. You're listening to Music Friday Live. Our troops aren't the only ones fighting right now. Thousands of military families are in crisis. They're fighting financial battles, how to pay the bills, even how to keep their homes and feed their children. You can help by supporting Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit that provides emergency assistance for military families and for wounded warriors when they come home. To learn more about how you can help, go to OperationHomefront.net. And we're back here on Music Friday Live. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan, your host. And I wanted to uh, tell everybody that, uh, first of all, I want to welcome our listeners on the CyberStationUSA.com network and all of the radio affiliates there. And also let everybody know that if you have questions or comments for our guests, you can call in at 347-215-7511. That's 347-215-7511. Or you can email your questions to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. That's musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And, you know, if you're listening to uh, Music Friday Live on a podcast, and I know a lot of you do listen to us on a podcast, you can still email questions for our guests. We will forward your questions to our guests so they can reply directly to you unless you tell us differently. And, you know, we'll mask your email address so you don't end up on a mailing list that uh, you didn't authorize, and uh, they can send their answer back to you. So, if you're listening to us on a podcast, uh, feel free to um, email us your questions. We're going to take a break now, and uh, when we come back, Eleanor will be with us. Oh, actually, I think I'm going to be introducing Eleanor right now. Don't go away. I have actually known uh, Eleanor, our next guest, uh, the co-founder of and the lead singer of the alt-rock band Rooftop revolutionaries for some time and i know that she's a very complex artist and a very complex person she's a singer with a stunning vocal range she blows away audiences and live performances and she produces unforgettable albums as a model she is sheer beauty with spun gold hair and slender lines and more than a few tasteful tattoos as a writer her blog art killing apathy takes on sophisticated politics philosophy ethics and often lands her on news shows. And as an activist, she's out there on the front lines of movements like Occupy in the struggle to wrench democracy back from the rich and powerful. Her new EP, White, shows why this 28-year-old phenomenon is a voice of her generation. Eleanor, welcome back to Music Friday Live. Thank you so much for having me, Patrick. Uh, Eleanor, first of all, you have forsaken the sunshine of Los Angeles for the cold <laughs> and mortal combat politics of our nation's capital. Has uh, <laughs> that changed your music at all? <laughs> um, well, I've only been here a few days, but I've already felt very inspired by this city. Um, I've had a lot of ideas and melodies floating around in my head, so um, it hasn't changed my music at all, but we will see what will happen on the upcoming EP Blue that will be released this year. I'm not really sure, but uh, I'm sure that it will um, it will be uh, very heavily influenced by my, my time here. 
Well, I, I hope so. I'm looking forward to that one. But but right now, uh, this this new EP that you've got out, I think, is a good move for you, music. And I think uh, the lead song says it uh, pretty uh, uh, succinctly. This is uh, Sick, Tired, and Wasted. There's a couple lines in there that um, really struck me. Low life, high price dying, brought to you by fat cats with nine lives that just won't die. Um, <laughs> what do we do about that? What do we do about the fat cats that just won't die? Um, well, you have to find a way to uh, to get them where it hurts, which is, of course, their wallets, the, the top 1% that own uh, that by 2016 will own um, about half of the global wealth. Um, you have to fight them. Uh, we have to fight them. Period. But also, you have to you have to fight them um, economically, and you have to even small decisions like not wanting to not buying things at Walmart. This past year saw a drop in uh, Monsanto's bottom line and also McDonald's. So uh, we can actually affect change simply by making simple choices every day. Of course, there's the activism, there's the protesting in the streets. That's not for everybody, though, but I think it's important to note that everybody can do something, even if it's something small like deciding to buy locally, uh, organic, not buying a bunch of unnecessary uh, stuff that is created for the purpose of plant obsolescence. Okay, you know, speaking of, of uh, corporations seeing their their uh, revenues down, I noticed that uh, McDonald's had a very big drop in revenue, and I don't know if it's associated with the comments by the uh, the chairman of McDonald that because he's a Christian, he's not going to advertise to the gay community. But uh, who knows? I would think that uh, I would think that when your well, bottom line goes, I think that's goes... him trying to. Uh, I think that's tr- him trying to explain away the fact that a lot of people have have seen alternative media and activists commenting on how poisonous McDonald's is, not just their food, but their politics, uh, as, as you said, I mean, not wanting to have anything to do with gays. Um, so I think they had a 34% drop in revenue last year. So I think that's a very powerful show of how all these activists and even McDonald's workers uh, asking for a fair wage, I think people see that and they notice that uh, McDonald's is not somewhere where they want to eat but it's also somewhere that they don't want to put their money. Apparently. Now, you've got another song uh, here that uh, we're just queuing up, and uh, this is this is, sounds like a battle anthem. This is Let Freedom Ring. That's um, that's a pretty heavy-duty piece of music. You don't pull any punches there. And musically, it kind of sounds like there's a 
battle going on, and so do the lyrics. Uh, there's, there's a lyric in there, Lady Liberty lies busted lips and cries. Corporate goons, yeah, you slick tycoons, wiping blood, diamond ring. It sounds like we lost the battle. No, um, I think it's important. I, basically, this song is likening our situation to an abusive relationship. Um, and as as people know, as, as Lifetime Movies tells us, um, you can make it out of abusive relationships. You just have to wake up and realize that it's not okay what's happening to you. Uh, and it's our job to save Lady Liberty and Uncle Sam and the rest of the family from this uh, highly abusive relationship that um, that we're experiencing at the hands of uh, these corporate tycoons. We're talking with Eleanor Goldfield on of Rooftop Revolutionaries, and you can talk to her too. You can call in 347-215-7511, or you can email us, and the emails are starting to come in. You can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Well, in this in this battle that you sing about, what role does music play? Well, I think uh, music plays a very important role. Uh, I think music has this tremendous ability to bring people together across all sorts of lines, social, religious, class, race. Um, so I think music is, as you said, in, in Let Freedom Ring, it's a battle cry. It's, it's inspiration. Um, and it's also information. I think if you look back at any historic uh, fight, social, political, you'll find pop culture. And I think that's very important. We need the younger generations to be fighting with whatever mediums they prefer, whether that's film, music, art, um, sculpture, whatever it is. And I think that that uh, creates a very important role in the activist movement because it's entertainment. And who wouldn't want to be entertained while they're learning about the issues uh, that we're dealing with? Well, how do you use your music in that battle? Um, I use it basically, you know, this concept of art killing apathy. Um, I use it to inform people in a way that engages them so that they don't totally shut off and they don't feel like they're being preached at. Um, they feel like they're rocking out. They feel like they're having a good time. And they're also getting to learn about what's happening in this country and not in a dry way. And they get to hear that it's uh, it's a powerful, it's a young it's a, uh, a very kinetic and dynamic movement that they can plug into in a myriad of different ways, whether that be t- tweeting or protesting in the streets. So I use my I use my music as a tool in the activism movement to bring more people into it uh, in whatever ways that they feel they can contribute. We're talking with Eleanor Goldfield of Rooftop Revolutionaries. You can talk with her, too. Maybe you like her politics. Maybe you don't, but you can let us know either by phone at 347-215-7511 or by email at uh, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And we have some email here for you. This is uh, Rise, I hope I'm not mispronouncing that, R-A-I-S in L.A. And uh, Rise says, I like your music, but I am not sure about your lyrics. Do you ever sing regular songs? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's clear that this um, Rise, uh, I don't think... I'd be curious to know what you mean by a regular song. Um, protest music has been around for a really long time, um, so I'm not really sure what a regular song would be. If you're talking about sex, drugs, and rock and roll, I love all of those things, but I don't really have much to say about them. And you can find those quote-unquote regular songs in a myriad of other places. Um, that's just not what I do because I don't think it's exciting. I uh, I don't think it's important. 
Um, I think at this particular point in time, it's really important to talk about what's happening in the world because we might not have a world to live in very much longer. And then you might you might wish that you had plugged into a movement rather than listening to another love song. Um, that's not to say that you shouldn't listen to love songs. I listen to a lot of different music. It's not all political, but um, as for me and as for other people, other artists, I think it's the job of artists to comment on what's going on in the world. I think uh, they're letting go of a of that voice of a generation if they choose to just uh, okay. give that away to love stories and, uh, and flippant commentary. Okay, well, I, I, since I know you personally, I, I, I want to attest that you're not a killjoy, right? <laughs> and people do have a good time at, at, your, uh, at, at your live concerts. Uh, and in fact, uh, Forsyth in uh, New York City wants to know, since you're now in, in D.C., will we ever see you on tour in uh, New York? Uh, yes, there's definitely plans to do that. Um, Right now, we have a potential West Coast tour happening in April, but a follow-up to that will definitely be on the West Coast. And, um, you know, just to, to stay involved, uh, stay up to date, just go to the website and sign up for the newsletter and follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and we'll definitely let you know when uh, when New York is happening. Okay. Why don't you tell us what the website is? The website is RooftopRevolutionaries.com, and it's the same for Facebook, Facebook slash Rooftop Revolutionaries, and uh, Twitter is RooftopRev. Okay, well let's uh, let's play a little more music, and um, uh, this is another pretty heavy duty song. This is Silence. <laughs> heavy-duty piece of music. You wanted, uh, Whose voice is that in the beginning? What's going on there? Um, so we, we pulled audio from Iraq Veterans Against War uh, from some of their panels that they've done, and we also pulled audio from uh, live attacks that happened in uh, Iraq and Afghanistan. So that audio is taken from, um, I believe, their helicopters um, while an attack is going on, and that that was also pulled uh, from YouTube. So those that's live combat dialogue, and also dialogue from IVAW panels. Uh, how did you get sounds, live sounds from an attack? They have them up on YouTube. They've been uh, they've been set up on uh, they've been shared on YouTube. Um, so audio from from various attacks has just been put up on on YouTube for people to 
to witness, and there's there's visuals too. You can see. I mean, they're obviously like they're like uh, military cams, so they're not, you know, they're not like full HD or anything. Uh, but you can see these attacks as they're happening, and um, you know, a lot of them are are civilian attacks. So uh, so it's pretty it's pretty heavy, and that was really the catalyst for this song was uh, watching that, and then also watching these IVAW panels. Wow. Um, th- you've got some lines in the chorus there. Uh, you should be silenced. Justice is violence. You should be silenced. Protest this violence. Who's talking to who there? Basically, that uh, that is representative of our uh, of our country's um, crackdown on on not just whistleblowers but on average uh, average citizens anywhere. Uh, you're not allowed to. Uh, question the government. You're not allowed to criticize the government, um, and you should just stay quiet and stay in line. And this concept of justice being violence—that's our government speaking to really anybody in the world. We have uh, we do unilateral attacks across the globe. Um, you know, most notably perhaps Yemen. These drone strikes that happen every single day, and we are not officially at war with Yemen. We just bomb the crap out of them on a daily basis. Uh, we've got some more emails here for you. Uh, we've got one from uh, Mosh in New Orleans. Mosh says, uh, your singing and talking voices are so different. How do you do that? <laughs> um, well, I'm not really sure the, the exact physics of it. Um, but, yeah, I, mean, I, I do get that a lot. I, um, a lot of people don't actually think that it's a female that's singing. I just got a review the other day saying that I, I had no idea it was a woman until I looked at the credits. Um yeah, I'm not really sure where that. I mean, I was a classically trained opera singer, and then I started doing rock singing, and maybe my balls popped somewhere along the way. But I have a, I have a, a deeper and a heavier singing voice than my speaking voice, and I, I don't really know how that is or why that is. It's just kind of how it works. <laughs> well, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. You trained as an opera singer? I did. Yes, I was uh, wow. classically trained from about the age of five, and then when well, I hit puberty, I fell in love with rock stars, and that was that. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, that happens a lot. Uh, yeah. but, but but obviously, uh, opera training gives you quite a lot of range and control over your voice. It may not be a bad idea for rock singers. No, I think I think opera training, and I know that a lot of a lot of vocal coaches do teach opera style training because it is so uh, it's very rigorous and it's very it's a great exercise for your for your vocal cords. And when I taught voice, I I would have people do vocal ex- uh, opera exercises as well. It's, it's really great. Okay, <laughs> we have uh, another one here, and this is uh, Marshall in Austin says, uh, I would put you in the metal world. Do you think you're in the metal world? <laughs> you know, um, I would have to say I'm not sure. Uh, I think a lot, of, a lot of artists or musicians don't really know how to classify themselves because they pull from so many different sources. Um, you know, if you ask Sweden what we are, they're like, oh, you guys are just rock because metal in Sweden is like hard for death metal. If you ask somebody, perhaps in Austin, we're metal. Um, I say, like, usually I tell people hard rock or alternative rock, but um, that's, like, the typical standard music industry niche for us. But we have fans that uh, claim that they're metal fans, and we have fans that claim they're pop fans. You know, it's. Uh, I think uh, what's cool about what I'm really proud of is that our music tends to uh, reach people in both the metal world and, like, the, the softer not soft rock, but just the rock world as well. And we have another one here. Uh, this is from Nancy84 in L.A. And Nancy84 wants to know uh, who's in the band. 
So the band is uh, myself and Brian Marshak, who is the producer and guitarist, um, among other things, drum programmer, engineer, mixer. Uh, so he he and I are the are the are the ones who write all the music and the lyrics. And then on bass we have uh, Mikke, who's another another a fellow Swede. Um, and then on drums uh, and for the past like year or so, uh, for the most part, it's been um, Stan Stan Love um, on drums. Okay, well, it, it it seems to be a, a good group, and also you've 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 been together for quite some time, which uh, is, as you know, isn't is not always the case in uh, in rock music. Uh, we've got another one of your songs uh, uh, queued up here. We're getting close on time, but I really wanted to play "Kiss My Soul." Now that obviously is a big change in in tempo from uh, the the other songs. Um, uh, you've got some interesting lines in there. Want to tell us what's going on in that song? Uh, yeah, well, I can I can dedicate this to the previous emailer who asked why I don't do regular songs. I guess this might this might be categorized as a quote unquote regular song. Um, this song is uh, perhaps the most introspectively personal songs that I've written for the band uh, because it has to do with me specifically, um, which I don't usually like to do. I'm not somebody that really likes to write about myself. Uh, I like to write about my experiences in the world as opposed to my own <laughs> my own emotions. But um, So this song is really based on uh, a, a few failed relationships that brought me to the point where I decided that I would be better off um, not trying to fit myself into the niche of being in a relationship. And it's not really like a sad realization. It's actually a sort of uh, accepting and almost not happy, but uh, content with being myself and having my soul back home and, and sort of, uh, um, I don't know. Yeah. Accepting that, I guess. <laughs> but when you, um, as when you say back home, uh, back home is uh, kind of a, a, a set of different places for you too, isn't it? Both well, here and another I, mean, I, guess, I guess I mean like the abstract home, like back sure. with myself, because um, you know, in, in in some relationships, you try to you try to twist your personality, you try to acquiesce to the person that you're with, and to a certain extent, that's very important, whether that's a friendship or a romantic relationship. But I think what I did is I tried to fit, uh, I tried to fit the bill for what the people that I was in a relationship with painted, because everyone had a different portrait of me that they painted that I wasn't really that person, but they wanted me to be that person. And uh, in my in my foolish youth, I would try to twist myself to become that person. 
um, and Kiss My Soul is sort of the, the recognition that I no longer want to do that or need to do that, and I can be very comfortable with my own self and my own soul. So the soul coming home is sort of like this abstract home of, of your own self. Well, well, I'm glad to hear that you're no longer in your foolish youth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nope, I'm done. It's over it. <laughs> okay. Well, Eleanor, uh, we are out of time, unfortunately, uh, since now we're getting the good stuff, of course. Uh, I, I want to thank you for uh, for calling us today, and I want to say we miss you here in Los Angeles, and I'm going to make sure <laughs> that we know all about it when you come back in April. Uh, hopefully we can see you back again at uh, Molly Malone sometime in the future. Well, I will definitely let uh, everyone know, and please um, please uh, check us out on RooftopRevolutionaries.com. Follow us uh, on Twitter and Facebook, and join up the newsletter. If you have any questions, um, anybody who emailed or anything like that, feel free to email us. Uh, it's RooftopRevolutionaries at gmail.com. And thank you so much, Patrick, for having me, and I look forward to seeing you again. Okay, I look forward to seeing you again, too. And in the meantime, as we, as she said, you can get white by Eleanor and the Rooftop Revolutionaries at www.rooftoprevolutionaries.com. And she has a special offer on her website. She's got a two-for-one offer. You can buy both of her EPs for $5. I mean, how cool, how cool is that? Thanks again, Eleanor. I really appreciate you taking the time calling in today. Thank you, Patrick. We've got to take a break now, and when we return, Militia Fox, queen of metal, founder and front woman for Judas Priestess. And uh, now she's out with a great solo EP and a new album on the way, so don't go away. You're not going to want to miss this. Cameo Entertainment Group and Cyberstation USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archive radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archive Cyberstation USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Cyberstation USA. Always on the go. And we're back. I'm Patrick O'Heppernan. I'm your host at Music Friday Live. And uh, I, I, I want to say a little bit about uh, solar power because we are sponsored by one of the top solar power organizations in the country, Solar City. If you have not put solar power on your home or your office, now is the time to do it. And I know a lot of people have it because they've been afraid of the upfront cost, but you don't have to be afraid of the upfront cost anymore because Solar City will take care of that for you. You No upfront cost on approved credit. So if you haven't been ready for solar, but solar's been ready for you, Solar City is the place to go. I did it with my house, and we cut our solar bills in half. I mean, our energy bills in half. Could you believe that? 50% off. And that's, and that's because uh, Solar City, solar power, was generating half of our electricity. So Solar City is the way to go. Solar power is the way to go, and I want all of you just to check that out. That's Solar City. Well, we've got to uh, we've got a little bit more business to do here, and uh, we're going to be doing that very quickly. But uh, right now, I've got a very important message for you. Our troops aren't the only ones fighting right now. Thousands of military families are in crisis. They're fighting financial battles, how to pay the bills even how to keep their homes and feed their children. 
You can help by supporting Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit that provides emergency assistance for military families and for wounded warriors when they come home. To learn more about how you can help, go to OperationHomefront.net. And we're back. This is Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm your host. We're at Music Friday Live. And our next guest has been called the dark diva, the metal goddess, ferocious, badass, loud. She's also been called honest, existential, hardworking, and beautiful. And she's all of these things and more. She's a multimedia genius with a message of power and confidence and rebellion and being true to who you are and what you love, regardless of stereotypes and social pressures and where people think you do and don't belong. And by doing so, she has blazed trails and opened doors and inspired thousands and made a lot of very, very good music. We're honored today to have with us Militia Vox. Militia, welcome to Music Friday Live. Thanks for having me, Patrick. How are you today? I'm doing well out here in sunny Southern California. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Me too. I'm actually out here myself. Oh, you are? Are you here for NAM? I came out for NAM, and um, I figured it was a good time of year to stick around. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I have a lot of friends in New York who are are sticking around, too. Well, Melissa, you have a new... You have a new EP out, and I understand you're also um, working on a full album for release later this year. You've also been cast in a movie, and you give makeup advice, and you're a resident scholar at Times Scare, and you run a production company, and you've been in Broadway plays, and you model. Uh, You're kind of an institution. Uh, Where does all this creative energy come from? Um, I think it's a side effect of being a biracial only child (laughs) 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 it just it's uh i don't know i'm just one of those people that have that um eternal fire inside um it's not really explicable um i just have creative energy and i put it to good use and you certainly do and you must not sleep either uh no i don't sleep um i was just talking to one of my friends about that yesterday. I'm I'm good for like if I can get four hours straight, that that's pretty much all I need. But um, uh, obviously more would be nice. But my body wakes me up, so I don't know. There's habit to be made and created. So well, we're all glad like you. We're, we're, yeah. <laughs> well, there's so this, much there's so much hell to raise while I sleep. That's right, uh, and we're glad you do yeah. it. Uh, particularly the the new EP, Bait, which has been out mm-hmm. for a little while and has gotten some pretty good press. And we're going to play some cuts from it here. Um, I understand this is a prelude to your forthcoming al- album, uh, Villainous. Now, why did you decide to do a prelude? Why not just go directly to the album? Um, well, it's just it's been my experience with um, original music, that original music can be difficult for people to digest these days. So, I mean, oftentimes when you go see a new band um, and they they can play their hearts out playing original music that you've never heard and then all of a sudden they do a cover and all of a sudden the whole place is on their feet. And they're like, oh, I don't remember that other song, but damn, they did a great cover of, like, The Cure, you know. So um, I just said, you know what, I'm I'm going to use that device and kind of, give my poison apple a candy coating 
<laughs> and um, bait is essentially the tempting lead-in to spark interest um, in people who aren't familiar with me or the original music that I'm making. So, which um, of course, it's just a- it's just a way to it's just a way for people to. Um, Get wet. <laughs> okay, all right. Which, of course, means in, in Get 10 wet years, so I can enter them. Can I say that? I, I got gotcha. you. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> and in 10 years, other bands will be covering you as a way to introduce their uh, their song. So that's Oh, that's wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, wouldn't that? Oh, I'm that sure is how it works. Um, they're all from the 90s, except for, for one. We don't need another hero. And I just, just mm-hmm. uh, wondered... What was it about the 90s that uh, really struck you when you put this uh, EP together? Um, well, that's when I first really started, you know, getting into, I mean, that's my that's my generation. Like, I was a kid in the 90s, and that's when I was listening to a lot of music that definitely stuck with me. And, um, I mean, my dad kind of raised me from birth on, like, psychedelic music of the 70s, like, King Crimson and Iron Butterfly and, um, you know, like Traffic and things like that. And um, from that, it just it just led me into heavier music. Um, like, I was, I was, was and very much am into Tool um, and pretty much anything that Maynard does. Um, and, uh, you know, Nine Inch Nails, um, these, these are all my favorite bands from, you know, when I was a, a tween. So um, those are all songs that I wish that I wrote. Um, <laughs> so they just always stuck with me. Um, well, we have a lot they're to also think. very representative of, like, um, every facet of, like, who I am and what I like in music. Like, you know, like, uh, it, you know, I've got the industrial, I've got the progressive metal, um, the epic metal, you know, the Aussie and the melancholy music, which is represented by, like, Depeche Mode, and even, like, I mean, I hate to use the term Riot Girl, but people understand that um, for PJ Harvey. So all of those things kind of make me what I am. Well, here here is one that, that I love, and uh, I'm sure everybody recognizes this is uh, Thunderdome. You have said that when you cover a song, it has to be different or better, which is not always that easy. I think in this one, you did both. Thank you. Well, it was important to me that when I say you have to do it different or better, it's like, I mean, I'm sure there's songs that every artist wished that they wrote, or there's songs that were very influential to shaping someone's style or um, you know, their influences or what have you. But uh, unless, to me, I just feel like if unless you have anything to contribute to it 
or your own filter to put it through that reinterprets the song and channels it into something different and unique, then why bother? <laughs> I mean, anyone can when, imitate, you know. As an when, artist, when, it's your job to be a filter. When you sat down to do that song, and when you decided to do that song, did you intellectually figure out what kind of a filter you wanted to be as an artist, or, or was that intuitive? Um, it's, it's a combination of both, but I definitely, with this song, it was ultimately import, most important for me to make it sound modern. Um, so I basically stripped it out of all of its 80s elements um, while keeping a lot of the you know, the spirit of that era in there. I do the guitar solos where like the eighties esque energy of it really shines. Um but, you know, we changed it I changed it from a saxophone solo to a guitar solo to make it a little bit more edgy. Um and I took out some of the sounds that just sounded a little bit too eighties and yeah. um you, you know, regurgitated them into a more modern energy. You you did a beautiful job. I, uh, that's that is on my playlist. Now, as you said, oh, you've been Thank in, you. you've been in love with heavy metal, um, despite your parents' misgivings and uh, acid rock and all that. Uh, and it's been a great mm-hmm. vehicle for you. And your performances, I think, are right up there with the best of them. And uh, I love your take on reptile. I want to play it a little bit for our audience, and we can talk a little bit about the way you think reptile. Now that is that that is pure heavy metal. That is power guitars and machine gun drums and dark lyrics and pure joy for anybody who listens and to and understands metal. But it brings up a question, um, and I think Laura Dawes actually brought this question up in her book uh, "What Are You Doing Here," um, which discusses the stereotype that metal is for white guys and not black women. Have you kicked that door down, or was that door ever really there? Um, I think the door is there and you can choose to like acknowledge it or not. Um, there's some people that I know there's some black artists like male and female that prefer to just ignore the door (laughs) because they don't want to call attention to their differences. And I understand that. And Lena is actually, she's really brave for coming out and making this statement because it's a statement that can and probably has gotten her ostracized by certain people. Um, and, you know, with me, like, you know, definitely backing her up in this situation and like opening the conversation, I'm sure it's, it's cast me a stank eye or two <laughs> by certain people, <laughs> but I've never been the kind of person to really give a crap what, um, people feel towards me negatively. I welcome negative comments. 
you know, <laughs> because oh, I mean, well. everyone's entitled to their own opinion, right? So sorry, I'm, I'm um, going to have to disappoint you on that to one. Say, if someone's got something bad to say about me, yeah. then I'm like, well, at least you feel something about me. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, we're talking to I'd Melissa Box. I'd rather Box. take emotion over over uh, like apathy or, or okay. You know, uh, we're talking to Melissa Vox about her new EP Bait, and uh, you can call her, and and she'd love to have you call and and tell her how much you don't like her music, or or do like her music. <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can call at three four seven two one five seventy five eleven. Or you can email, and I've got some emails in here already. You can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Let's, let's go to some of these emails. Um, Orimi in Los Angeles says, if you're here in L.A., where are you playing? I want to see you. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, hi, Remy. Normally, I do play when I come to L.A. in January. Um, it's kind of been like a ritual that I've been doing uh, for the past couple of years, which works out nicely with the snowmageddon that happens in New York City in January and February. Um, but this year I decided to, I played at NAMM. I did two shows, one with Judas Priestess and uh, a duo uh, with my friend Kevin Martin, who is the lead singer of Candlebox. We did a little boozy thing at NAMM, and that was fun. And uh, I came over to, uh, I came, I came over to uh, L.A. afterwards, to record the first track for Beat. So I'm okay. actually sitting in the studio right now as I'm speaking to you. Oh, well, thank you for taking the time away from sure. recording to, to, to do this. I really appreciate it. And and I, I oh, guess this boy. means that uh, when I'm in New York next week, I'm not going to find you singing live anywhere? Sorry. Hello? Do we, lo- do we lose you? No, I'm here. Okay. Does that does that mean that, that you're still going to be here next week? Uh, I'm here till the fourth. Oh, okay. Shucks. <laughs> All right. Uh, Why? Well, so, uh, what's going on? Oh, I'm going. Uh, I'm going to be in New York next week, and I was hoping maybe I could catch you uh, one of your live acts, but I guess not. Oh well, I mean, I'm here, so aren't you? Yeah. You are in Los Angeles, right? Yeah. Well, perhaps we should meet up for a, a, a tasty <laughs> beverage. What do you say? Okay, all right, we talk about that off off air. Um, <laughs> uh, Sala in Trenton, back on your side of the country, says, um, what will be on the new album? Ah, very good question. Um, the new album, which is called The Villainous, it is you know, the second half of the series of The Villainous, and um, the new album is all original music. Um, the first track on the villainous is being made as we speak um it's been tracked and now we're doing uh some mixing and remastering very soon um more than likely i'll be releasing it as a single in the spring or summertime um and i'm just uh getting all my ducks in a row for the record the record has um a very strong through line as far as the progression of the story because technically it is a concept album um and the theme of the album is this i mean it is the spirit of the villainous um basically all the negativity and all the (laughs) horrible things and the jaded energy that has like balled up inside me over the years i'm like regurgitating it and creating art with it so the villainous is basically you know all the all the 
swarms of doubt or anything that was forced into my head by people who told me that I didn't have a voice in this business. Um, the villainous is going to be the giant gleaming middle finger that says otherwise. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of all that, um, now you've been listening to and you've been playing metal for some time now, and you have the advantage, I think, and tell me if I'm wrong here, of being able to look at metal from both the inside as somebody who plays and from the outside who's somebody who's very independent and, do, and does exactly what you, you, you want. Have you seen changes in metal in the past 10 or 20 years? Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's weird because now there's all these little, you know, subgenres. Like yeah. All of these subgenres has popped up, and then within those subgenres, these, like, formulaic devices have occurred. Yeah. And I, it's pretty amazing because, like, metal used to be mostly, like, to me it was like, you know, the flag of rebellion in music. Yeah, it was, it was outlaw music. People made a conscious choice. Huh? It was outlaw music. Outlaw music, yeah. And it's for, for people who, you know, weren't happy with the mainstream. It was like a, it was a desert island for you to go to. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was a salvation for a lot, a lot of people. And within that, um, something about the look of it, something about the energy of it, um, has become this like this insane attraction to people who maybe not really are into what the messages or the lifestyle or any of that. They just are attracted to the look of it, the aesthetic and the the sound. And these formulaic devices came up, and uh, somehow like creating your own message got lost, and then it became more about imitation. Okay. And uh, maybe using those certain devices so that they were accepted or liked because they liked these bands and wanted to emulate them so much that they just kind of carbon copied them um, because they wanted to live that lifestyle too and, you know, emulate you their are. influences so intensely, you know. Well, That's why well, I think it's important as an artist to to, you know, channel the music and make your own. Well, a song on the EP that to me is 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 like that. Um, that is, it's sort of musical heroin and completely addictive, and definitely an outsider. Is a song you covered, uh, Forty Six and Two, which is you know by Tool in nineteen ninety six, and you create a sonic environment in it that is cinematic. It's soulful. It's gut tightening. It's hypnotic. It, it, it's definitely not your normal formulaic advice. Let, let's let's play a little of it here.
as I as I said, I think this is just an incredible piece of music, and I, I hate to say this, but I like it actually better than Tools originally. You have created a essentially a movie in my mind with that music. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. well, that's the whole point of my style is that I wanted to be very cinematic and to cr- like the kind of album that you'd want to sit like lay on the floor in your room and put headphones on and just like let it take you somewhere else. But like the whole concept of starting with that, because this is a concept album and I wanted it to be like a storybook that was opening. Um, so that's why you have those like distorted harps and things like that. Um, that was more like, like a very kind of a choice. More like kind of a scary novel that's opening rather than a story. Book. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I see you understand. <laughs> uh, well, I, I I actually did listen to it with my earphones. I wasn't laying on the floor. Um, the studio's not big mm-hmm. enough. But um, mm-hmm. you're absolutely right, and it did create a movie. I mean, it's it's full of images, uh, just wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, let's. I've got a couple more emails here, and one in particularly I wanted to get to, and then I want to talk a little bit about Militia Vox, the institution. But Randy in mm-hmm. San Diego says, Judas Priestess is so much fun. I have seen you live. Keep doing it. Well, you are you are doing it, aren't you? Oh, yeah, I'm still doing it. Um, Judas, thank you, Randy in San Diego. Um, Judas Priestess is so much fun, and I'm really lucky to have found like-minded females that a have that weird you know disturbing chip in their head to play heavy music because <laughs> not all girls want to play heavy music um and i really have like a dream team right now of people that just have like the best chops and they got the attitude and the energy and they love priest we love priest you know it's i'm really lucky and we put on a fierce show and um it's just it's just no holds barred kind of energy that I love, and uh, it's really it's opened a lot of doors not only for me but just for like you know I feel like women in tribute because now I feel like there's there's actually a lot of tribute bands that have started because of us you know oh, girls that huh? were like inspired enough to pick up you know a guitar and meet up with other girls and want to make music so it's um it's cool that like even in tribute like tribute can inspire and then re-inspire you know that there's a lot more women now uh playing guitars i've noticed that that the bass is is actually probably becoming i wouldn't say becoming a female instrument but uh, i see a, almost as many women playing the bass and i see a lot of women now playing heavy duty i was at uh 333 live at, at one of the wonderful uh, music showcases put on by gypset magazine last night and uh, lex mm-hmm. an all-female band Playing very heavy music very well was was up there and they they knocked the socks off of everybody in the room so I think oh I'm yeah that's that. great I'm seeing that change now as I said I, I wanted to ask you a little bit about uh, Militia Vox the institution what is Malicious mm-hmm. Productions what all do you do there Malicious Productions was a, a production company that I set up to produce mostly to produce events in New York City that I that you know it was like kind of, you know, self, it was obviously self-motivated because I wanted, there are events that I wanted to see. <laughs> so I created <laughs> events that I wanted to see in New York and uh, involved, you know, people that I admire and friends of mine that, that wanted to get together and create 
good music and have like a fun little, you know, uh, event events to go to, fun little events to go to. So I had a couple different events um, that would run on a rotation in New York City, um, such as uh, I had a group called Anarchists of Color, um, which was an all-black uh, rock and metal uh, tribute show, essentially. You know, we would get together and just play, you know, anything from Rage Against the Machine to, you know, Prince to Live in Color to, like, you know, it was just a lot of fun. Like, you know, genre crossing, but still heavy. You know, we would do songs by Mother, Mother's Finest. And the band, it was a house band that would kind of rotate out here and there. And we had, you know, Felicia Collins from the Paul Schaefer band and Letterman play guitar. And we had uh, Frank Ferrer, who's now in Guns N' Roses, play drums and we would just to get together and just create this like really soulful wow. hard rock and heavy metal for fun. That was all it was. It was for fun. And um, well, let me interrupt you for a second. Play because mm-hmm. I noticed that one of the things that that malicious um, um, productions does is mo- mm-hmm. is malicious makeup. Is that just mm-hmm. for fun or is that a business venture? You can do these great makeup videos. Um, oh, thank you. It was <laughs> it was kind of more or less for. Um, for, it was a two-part thing. Um, well, I should say it's a three-part thing. One, it was because <laughs> I was getting a lot of emails from people uh, that were asking me how I do my makeup. Um, so I figured it was easier instead of like just like answering them all just to do some videos where they could see how I do it. Um, so that was one. Two was uh, Snooki's Manic Panic, who is known for creating, you know, punk rock alternative hair color. Um, they also have a makeup line, and they, I'm one of their sponsored artists. So as a way to, you know, give back and work with my sponsor, I decided to create these videos, you know, showing some of their products that I like to use. Um, oh, and then it. it's useful for them, too. And then the third part was that Afropunk wanted to, um, you know, just have uh, more content with me involved in it. And so we all partnered up together and I made these videos, and they seem to be useful for some people. <laughs> well, well, even for somebody like me who doesn't normally wear makeup, they're a, mm-hmm. a great look at you, the person, and I, mm-hmm. which is which is why I, I enjoy them. We are almost out of time, mm-hmm. but I I can't let you go without without asking you. Uh, you were in the Rocky Horror Show uh, in the 35th anniversary production. <laughs> was that as just, mm-hmm. as crazy to be in as it was to watch? Yes. pretty much any of those events in new york city are are crazy to be in um but these are all like we're all creatures of the night like everyone that's in that video is you know we've known each other from you know the new york underground scene rock scene and the glam punk scene and you know i'm kind of like the token metalhead in that little circle but um you know uh, i i've always loved rocky horror it's like one of my favorite musicals um that's a story that I'll share for you. I'll share with you another time <laughs> about my yeah, love for Rocky Horror. We're it's down taken to our me last. into some pretty crazy places. Um, All right. But yeah, well, Rocky Horror was great, and I ended up being Columbia because I have that secret hidden talent that I can tap dance, which most people don't know. But um, Ooh. Ooh, that's yeah, why well, I got the role. I mean, most people probably don't know that you have a Bachelor of Fine Arts too, um, and we've got right. to go. Right? <laughs> So this is Melissa, well, thank nice you so much. To you. Oh, it's been a, a ball. I'm going to have to have you back on on the uh, the show again. I know there's so much more to discuss. <laughs>
Oh, there is. Uh, Militia Vox, her new EP is Bait. You can get it at www.militiaismyname.com. And while you're there, pick up an autographed copy of her album cover photos and a Militia T-shirt. I mean, how cool is that? Thanks again, Militia. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Patrick. Pleasure talking to you. You've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from the Cyber Station USA studios in Los Angeles and Boston. You've been listening also to Blog Talk Radio and our radio affiliates around the country. If you like our Facebook page and you follow our Twitter feeds, you'll get real-time updates on our guests. Uh, we're going to be off for two weeks, so you'll be able to listen to classic Music Friday Live, and I'm sure that our producer, Lars Christensen, will make sure that happens. Our program director, Jason Bartlebin, is also doing that, and our intern, Angeline Serrano. You can download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com Music Friday. And as I said, we're going to be traveling for the next two weeks, so you'll be able to download classic music video live shows. Good night, everybody, and have a great musical weekend, and we're going to leave you with a little bit of Rid of Me by Militia. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.